Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! All right, so in this episode, we'll play the uh, stoplight game with uh, Matt, see how that turned out, talk a little about some uh, electric trucks, Uh, also uh, Steve McQueen's uh, Le Mans um, 917 coming up uh, at auction, Big Ole, Bronco sold for a lot, we'll get into all that first. Uh, Our friends at Dodge, they've officially opened orders for the new 2021 Durango SRT Hellcat. We know that is the most powerful SUV ever. I drove one. It is pretty insane. And uh, it's exclusive for 2021. They were going to make about 2,000 units, but if you got your order in, I believe they're going to fulfill all of the orders. It features 710 horsepower. It's got that new aggressive exterior styling, kind of based off of the Charger wide body. And it's got the driver-centric cockpit with the new Uconnect. Uh, five. It's a uh, much better, much faster. Um, and if you get the uh, the Durango Hellcat, you also get a full day of pro instruction at the Radford Racing School. And as you know, Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by JD Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com to schedule a test drive. <laughs> Get it on. No choice. We're going to mandate you get it on now. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. This is CarCast, man. Girl, it's Matt the Motorator over there, DeAndrea. Hello. How are you? Driving the Audi wagon. Yeah. Driving a few Audis recently. It's an RS6. It's an RS6 Avant. Yeah, the wagon. Nice. It's, that's a all-wheel drive, 591 horsepower. It's a lot of car. The wagon scoots, it scoots zero to 16 in like 3.1 seconds. <laughs> it's a twin turbo six or what? It's is a, it? it's a four liter V8. Turbo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Twin turbo. It's a small displacement V8. You know, it's uh, similar to the Porsche Cayenne turbo and the, uh, and the Lamborghini Urus, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the RS Q8 SUV that I drove was it shares a platform with those, mm-hmm. and then this is the wagon version. You know that engine. I assume the all-wheel drive platform is essentially the same, just lower center of gravity, a little mm-hmm. bit reduced weight. Mm-hmm. Not huge reduced weight, about three hundred pounds reduced weight, two hundred fifty pounds reduced weight. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and. Uh, 
the car world, I think uh, the Ole Bronco, mm-hmm. big Ole, um, that thing won at Mecham for 1.87. I think we were trying to figure out, I thought it'd be over a million bucks, or by the way, it'd be that much over a million we bucks. We were kind of speculating, is this going to be you know, the car that gets attention to that genre? Uh, you know, will it hit a million bucks? And we thought it would, and it did that and and quite a bit more. So, uh, you know, congratulations to the to the family, to the Jones family. Yeah, Sean was uh, telling me that there was a big Oli. I think it was a big Oli, but I can't remember if it was Olympia Beer um, <clears throat> Blazer out there too somewhere. Who the hell knows where it is? Some of that stuff yeah. ended up in Mexico or maybe never left Mexico. But, um, yeah, there's a blazer out there somewhere, too. I didn't know that. I wonder if it was successful. I mean, part of this is the success <coughs> of sure of, of what Parnelli Jones did with it. And yeah. What was the other guy's name? Stroke? Uh, yeah, I think so. Won the Baja 1000 yeah. maybe twice, maybe the Mint 400. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Maybe... Um, Maybe it also uh, won the uh, Baja 500, I, something like that. A lot of wins. I don't know. Uh, Max Paddock, can you find out what the uh, Parnelli Jones Blazer did? Probably. Well, you're, you're, I think you're thinking of maybe the BFG Blazer, where it was made by uh, fabricator Dick Russell Parnelli and his designers, that, um, and they employed what they learned from Big Ole into it, and I'll put the picture up. Ah, uh, yeah, it's probably, probably it. Yeah. No, that's not the car I was looking at. Um, the car I was looking at was white. Um, yeah, and it was although a that was kind of cool. It had the big wing on the top, but you you think Big Ole Bronco has the wing, but this is, uh, you know, obviously they were successful with the, the Big Ole wing, the Bronco, that they did it here. Yeah, they got rid of the roof and they put a big wing on there, and I have no idea what it did, but evidently it revolutionized things. Um cool it's a cool looking piece the one we're we're looking at but you know the thing about trophy trucks is they've just become too you know fiberglassy and you know they all just sort of look like the same truck now right right so uh yeah this one was white was a blazer and it probably came after big ole i don't even know if it was a big ole it was just a parnelli jones blazer baja truck but evidently one from Ford to um, Chevy at some point. Yeah. Let me tell you guys real quick while he's looking that up. Dodge is ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com to schedule a test drive. Yeah. Remember the white part, Chris? Yeah. I, I do, but I don't. I was just. You, but you said you think it's white, and this no, is no, Parnelli no. Blazer. I didn't say I think okay. it's white. I said it's it's white. I, I guess everyone started doing the roof wing thing after the after the Bronco debuted, right? Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's where he created it. There was some controversy as to is it going to work? When was it allowable by the rules? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's the There's white. The white one. It's the white one. Now it's a Parnelli Jones, and it's. Uh, I do not. I don't think it's a Oli. Sponsored, but uh, they did a blazer evidently maybe a couple of years after the Bronco. Anyway, Bronco sold for uh, almost 1.9, so that's uh, that's big bucks for an off road truck. Um, it's iconic, of course. 
I don't, you know, what it just kind of says to me is uh, I was talking to Mark Gergos about it, and uh, I just basically said uh, it's 1.87, and I said it's uh, 70 grand for the truck and 1.8 for the story. (laughs) That's it, right? I mean, it's a $70,000 rig. I mean, maybe yeah. a little more, but yeah. you know, my, no, I get the point. Minus yeah. any history, yeah, that thing with no history could be seventy grand, and then it's one point eight for the Baja wins, right? And that's the that's the story, and uh, you know, it's good for the car world. It's good for it. It's it's showing that the collector car world. You know, it started with Europeans and you know Ferraris and Porsches and Le Mans you know, stuff from the 60s and stuff like that. It's kind of making its way up to off-road stuff, rally. You know, we have seen the rally stuff go nuts. Even um, F1 stuff is going up a lot. Yeah. Starting to inch toward, like, Indian NASCAR stuff, but still not really quite there yet. And, um, and you know, God, I don't know what... Uh, What's James Dean's transaxle at? Was that like $127,000 or something yeah, last I, I checked? I didn't read the trailer. description on that or bring a trailer. How, how were they able to verify that it was from that car? The, um, oh, it went up to 151955 so $152,000. Um, I think there was a number stamped on the, on the crankcase, I shouldn't say the crankcase, but on the 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 transaxle case, okay, and the number just you know verified what the <clears throat> what was on uh, James Dean's car, so I, they verified it, and uh, now it's up to uh, one hundred fifty two thousand bucks with the three days left. Um, also, do you, what do you hmm. do with it? Do you make like a coffee table out of it, like a, a conference? table piece of glass like i'm not exactly sure i get it's memorabilia it's a piece of collectible but it's kind of a i guess you could just display it with like a plaque or something this james dean's 550 transaction i don't i don't know what you do with you know michael jackson's shoes like i i don't know what you do with any of this stuff that that's on a little it's on a little podium and with a glass box on top of it with a little LED shining going, hey, these are Michael Jackson's shoes. Yeah. You know, so I guess I guess a version of that. Yeah, I don't know what a 550 transaxle even runs. I mean, it, it's got to be. Yeah. Well, first off, was the 550 transaxle any different than a Speedster or anything else transaxle? I, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything particularly special other than you know the story like you're saying right right all right uh also speaking of that uh steve mcqueen's le mans uh le mans uh, porsche the uh, 917 is heading to uh auction i guess with an estimated 16 to 18 million bucks yeah it's not on the website but it came up in one of the articles it's going to rm at uh monterey in august and uh yeah this was uh raced at uh I I guess it's a it's part of you know this incredible history but there was another one at one point that that's 
sold, I th- I think somewhere in that range. Like it was like fourteen to sixteen. I forgot what it sold for, but I, I think there's another one of these. Seems a little cheap in a in a way for that car, as expensive as you know, eighteen, sixteen, eighteen million bucks is. Um, it must not have had good Lamar history. I'm right. guessing it was probably featured in the movie but it probably doesn't have Lamar winning history or it may not have it may not have done well i so it says uh it was raced at the 1970 24 hours of Lamar crashed in the wet after 49 laps so that's its Lamar history that's the Lamar history yeah so that car if it wins Lamar that car's 50 million bucks, right? Right. Or so, or more, or something. It's it's that 15 or 20 is just what gets you that car. Right. And and I misspoke. There's not more than one of these. There's this has been for sale multiple times. That's why this is coming up. So there's comps on itself. Right. <laughs> I think that's so the, that's how they're coming up with this number. I think Bruce Kenapa is a little dubious of that car. As I as I recall, yeah. Well, <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> He's dubious of all cars he doesn't own. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But uh, there was an article from 2017 about the car coming up for auction, and the estimate was 13 to 16 million. That's when the last time it was written about. I don't know if it even sold back then, but that's that's where they're getting this estimate of 16 to 18 now. Hmm. Well, it's a 917, and, you know, the guy who owns the one that probably won Lamar or had success there is probably Seinfeld, right? Yeah, I, you know what? That's probably right. I thought I thought so. Um, anyway, just looking at pictures of this car, you know, it's the, it's a Gulf livery car. It looks pretty cool. It, obviously, the 917 is badass. Uh, I, I think. Do you think, it, you think it'll... You think it'll go? Um, I I recall there being stories about that car, and you know that's never a good thing when there's stories, you know. And I don't think the full description is up on the RM site yet. It was teased, or somebody, or press release saying it's being announced. But uh, oftentimes that ha- that happens if 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 they announce a car, then people are going, well, we've seen this car before. There's, you know, we question this, we question that. They really got to start to dig into it before they write up that description and actually post the estimate. So everything's just sort of rumored right now as far as pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then there's the um, Hyundai. Hyundai announced a small SUV. Um, Hyundai's... I, I was really impressed with their Tucson. I really thought it was a nice vehicle. Yeah, uh, you guys were in that recently. So this is um, this is an all electric uh, car. This is interesting for them because it's going to be priced at uh, you know forty grand, maybe a little under forty grand. It's about the size of a Honda CRV ish. Uh, you know, the one we're seeing is is kind of a concept. It's got kind of an aggressive stance. Um, it looks like it's it's a little bit lower, but could be pretty much production ready. It's actually not that bad looking. It's actually it pretty looks good. pretty good looking. Now it it needs to be an entry level vehicle in the EV world. So it, 
to me, the interior looked a little sparse, but I'm sure there's different trim levels that will change that up. Now, this will be available in a single-motor rear-wheel drive or a dual-motor all-wheel drive. And it'll have a range of up to about 300 miles is how they're estimating it. And I think the, you know, not particularly fast in this world, right, in in the EV world, the single motor is probably mid-seven seconds, zero to 60. The dual motor is mid-five seconds, zero to 60. Uh, But, you know, it's something to get into when we're looking at uh, Honda Bolt and uh, Volkswagen ID4 and uh, some of the more affordable EVs, this could be an interesting plan. Yeah, a lot of choices out there. Range goes up, prices come down, and uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my story that uh, my kids are going to turn 15 soon enough. First car is probably going to be an electric, although Sonny says he wants to buy his own car, so he's going to be driving probably a Dodge Colt from uh, 1979. <laughs> mm, a neon, maybe. Ooh. Ooh maybe. <laughs> you remember the Dodge Colt? Yeah. What the hell? What years did they make the Dodge Colt, Max Zapata? <laughs> That's a... Uh, I know. It sounded good. Colt. I think, yeah. I think my high school mascot were the Colts. I thought you guys were like the Wild Shrooms or something. No, that was the, that that was college. the college. Yeah, we were the... Uh, what were we? I don't even remember. Dodge Colt from '71 to '94. That's a that's a good run. That's a hell of a run. Is that based on sales, or they just didn't want? They didn't have anything else up their sleeve. <laughs> I have no damn idea. All yeah. right. Um, do we have the uh, hypothetical uh, stoplight game? Yes, we do. Here we go. The Hypothetical Stoplight Game, brought to you by J.B. Weld. Well, I'm in such a hurry tonight, but I'm gonna have to stop at this light. On the left, I got a van with big wheels. On the right, I got a pickup in teal. Van to the left of me, teal truck to the right. Here I am, stuck at a light behind you. Brought to you by J.B. Weld, DIYers and pros. Trusted J.B. Weld for 50 years plus. Projects big and small. Home, garage, world's strongest bond. We're uh, proud to have J.B. Weld Epoxy Adhesive as a sponsor because, uh, well, I know these guys. I know the owner. Hung out with these guys at SEMA. They came on board, but I've been using J.B. Weld products in my whole building career. And it's good for wood, metal, plastics, glass, ceramics. Fix Sunny's shoe with it the other day. And um, it's J.B. Weld, right, Matt? Yeah, J.B. Weld is uh, available at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, uh, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, J.B. Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. All right. Let's play the game. All right, once again, you guys are working in your garage. Of course, you need some JB Weld loaded up in there. So let's uh, let's take a drive to Home Depot and get some of JB Weld's original twin tubes, the original steel reinforced epoxy adhesive. Mm-hmm. So you're heading over and you're pulling up behind a, you're pulling up to the red light. You can Matt, you can either pull up behind the Ford F150 Harley Davidson edition. Mm-hmm. Or a Ford Explorer, the Eddie Bauer edition. <laughs> okay. Hmm. This is a good. Uh, this is a good question. I don't. 
Now, I don't know what year Harley-Davidson truck, but let's just uh, make some assumptions here. And you meant the one with the supercharged engine out of out of the uh, out of the Lightning, out of the Gen Two Lightning. Mm. And if it had the three hundred and eighty horsepower supercharged Lightning engine, I'm going to get behind that one because that guy has also got other mods. Mm. Sounds like the exhaust alone that I'm listening to right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get behind that that. that the Harley Davidson edition. Sorry, that's incorrect. Wait. <laughs> well, that guy's got more horsepower and more torque yeah. than Eddie Bauer guy. Yeah. That guy's a smoker. <sighs> and he's probably sitting at the light and he's using this opportunity to find his pack and light up. Mm. And so while he's looking down at his lap and his sweat jacket trying to get his smokes out, the light has turned. Yeah. Green. So it's like. Before texting, that was the distraction. Yeah, he's a smoker. <laughs> he's he's a, a Harley Davidson edition F one fifty. So, yeah. sorry. That's that's why the kids vape. Yeah, that's why the kids vape. All right, but I, All right. I wish you luck in this next one. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's try okay. it again, Matt. Okay. All right. All right. So this time you're going to Walmart. You're getting JB Weld's light activated super weld. It has that instant cure, so no waiting for the glue to dry. Um, and you pull up behind either. A late fifties Ford Country wagon, mm-hmm. Woody, mm-hmm. with the uh, with a surfboard on top, mm. or the two thousand two PT Cruiser with the wood paneling, and uh, they also got those Lakers playoff playoff flags on the uh, side yeah. windows on the PT yes. on the PT. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, well, I, and what colors PT? Uh, this is a uh, purple. Purple with the wood paneling. Oh man. Well, the Woody Wagon with the surfboard, that guy's on the pot. So he's mm. he's definitely distracted. <laughs> you talk about smoking. Mm-hmm. He's definitely on the pot. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go behind the PT Cruiser. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sir, that's incorrect. <laughs> the, the PT Cruiser. That's the saddest stoplight I've ever been at. <laughs> the PT Cruiser in purple with the wood paneling edition was bought by husband for his wife of 31 years and he did it as a gesture of love for their for their anniversary she is still pissed that he picked out a PT Cruiser in purple he thought it was cool yeah she hated it she hates the wood paneling she's in the car with him and they're arguing they're still arguing over this so he's engaged with her and he's not looking at the light they're not arguing over how much she loves the vehicle <laughs> <laughs> no, she does not like that purple PT Cruiser. Oh, poor Lakers. Yeah. Sorry. All, All right. right, Matt, let's try one more. Let's right. see if we can get it back. Yeah, I think we got this. I, okay. I feel good about this one. All right. So, oh, and by the way, for those, uh, those, those, uh, the Woody and the PT Cruiser, we should recommend they they get the JB Weld Quick Wood, the wood repair putty <laughs> stick, just in case, because it looks like they're in yeah, the wood. Yeah, assuming that was real wood, but I got yeah. you. I yeah. got All right. You. Now we're going to Lowe's, and we're getting the JB Weld Clear Weld. It dries clear. It's very easy to use. And uh, Matt, you can p- you pull up either behind a uh, a new Jeep Wrangler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's towing a fishing boat. Okay. Or a Honda CRV. Towing a couple of jet skis. Oh man, that's a tough one because does a ZRV have the missing pumpkin in the back? In which case, it's not no. the all-wheel drive. Yeah, <laughs> it just—it always looks like there's something missing. Well, uh, I think I think you'd be safer to go behind the Jeep with the fishing boat because the Jeep is designed to tow, whereas the CRV is eh, eh, less 
designed to tow. I think it's going to struggle with the jet skis, especially with the little front-wheel drive version. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's... Uh, yeah, sure. because the fishing guy, <laughs> he's got all his buddies in the car because yeah. they're all going fishing. And uh, he's distracted, and they're telling stories, and just the weight. You know, fishermen weigh more than the average citizen. And he's got okay. four guys packed into that. Yeah. And the CRV is the all-wheel drive. Okay. CRV. Well, it would have to be probably. It, 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 it would have to be. Yeah. And the jet ski, let me explain something. There's an ethos here. Fishing says laid back, no hurry, right. chilling on beer. the lake, cracking a, cracking a cold one. Jet ski connotes speed. Yes. That guy likes speed. He's an speed. athlete. That's he's, what you're he's a speed. He's a warrior. Yeah. He's a speed demon. So think about the speed of a jet ski versus the speed <laughs> of a bass boat. This guy's not trolling. He's into speed. He can't get to the lake fast enough. Sorry, Ron. Yeah. All right. All right. And by the way, yeah, for the for those drivers too, we should recommend they try JB Weld Water Weld, the epoxy put, putty stick made to cure even underwater. Wow. They're 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 water guys. So there we go. Hypothetical stoplight game. Sorry, Matt. Better luck next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Stoplight game. Here I am, stuck at a light behind you. Stuck at a light behind you. Here I am, stuck at a light behind you. Brought to you by JB Weld. So uh, Edmonds tested the uh, Jeep Wrangler. Speaking of the Jeep, yeah, unlimited of- Rubicon 392. Is that displacement? Yeah, it is. So. Uh, uh, we we talked about what Dodge and Jeep and the parent company Stellantis or Stellantis what they're doing and all of the Hellcats and all that stuff just kind of ridiculous. Uh, but why not just one last hurrah for while we have V8s and can do that? So the latest version of that is Jeep saying, "Let's just put the big V8 engine in there." It's not the supercharged version. It already it's tight as it is, and there's always like induction issues and cooling issues and if you're Mm going to put it in a jeep you know just a dust that comes into the engine so all the things they have to put into place but yeah they took a jeep the four-door jeep uh rubicon Mm -hmm. they put the 392 they put the 6.4 liter hemi in it 470 horsepower and uh, uh it's it's got a bit of a lift on it i think it's two and a half inch lift and it sounds like a muscle car, and it just looks like so much fun. Off-road, it's crazy fun. Now, it's still a Jeep, right? So uh, the four-wheel drive and the locking hubs and the electronic uh, a disconnect for the front sway bar so you can get crazy articulation when you're rock oh, climbing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's, How the goes, hell they do an electronic disconnect it's, it's, for a sway bar? And it just works fantastic when he was taking it off-road. Uh, and just doing donuts in the dirt. They just made a fun video out of it. But you have to realize that adding that engine in there and with the big off-road tires and stuff, it's like it doesn't stop. It doesn't handle. It's not really supposed to. It's an off-road vehicle. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start you know, cutting the canyons you know, in, in Malibu, this is not the vehicle for you. Mm. Uh uh, with the lift and the added weight and everything, but off road, it just looks like so much fun. Just to blaze around. Now they still managed to run like thirteen threes in the quarter mile, and 
you know, almost four and a half seconds, zero to 60. But there is a speed limiter because the vehicle does get dangerous at some point, right? So mm-hmm. I think they have it capped at 105 miles per hour. And I probably would not lift that speed limiter if I were you. Uh, but in the dirt, it's just awesome. And having that power and that torque when you are uh, going off-roading or even uh, doing all your rock climbing and stuff sounds like it would just be <laughs> be fun. Still trying to figure out that electronic disconnect for the sway bar. Yeah, I can't speak to exactly how it works because I'm sure Jeep fans would ridicule me on on speculation. On uh, it can't disconnect. It can't disconnect on the wheel side. It has to like disconnect somewhere where it's mounted in the center. Or something. How the fuck would I know? I can't figure that shit out. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I, I'd have to look at it. I really. I'm just not much of an off-road guy to be able to go uh, to to tell you how it's going to happen. But I'm sure this has been around for quite some time. Um, being able to do this, there's manual versions, and now there's electronic versions. And uh, you know, but forgive me, it's not. It's not really. Uh, my thing. We can dig into it and we can look it up at some point. But uh, Yeah, the guy just says uh, you can disconnect the front sway bar electronically and that allows the chassis and suspensions to flex and why it's, Im- and, uh, why it's important to keep one tire on the ground when that tire is way up in the air is because that means that the tire, this tire can still keep applying power to the ground. Right. <laughs> Maybe there's some technical spec or diagram of how the front sway bar disconnects because you're right. Like it seems like you think disconnect, you know, like it pops off and then it dangles someplace, but that's not what no. they mean. It has to, it, it has to basically, uh, you know, not, it has not to be disengaged, but yeah. not detached. Right. Some somehow. Right. But, now, uh, the picture you were just seeing, though, that, that those little steps that they have. Uh, they bring cars, uh, they bring trucks out there all the time, and they test them all. And the mm-hmm. Jeep is one of the only ones where it does lift that front tire all the way up and keep that rear one planted on the ground, which is yeah, it's the whole point of it's yeah, kind of the whole point of the, of the that's Jeep. That's a fun vehicle. Hey, look, it sounded great, and you know, in the video, uh, they they were having some fun with it. And but here's the thing: it's seventy five thousand uh, dollars. That seems expensive for a Jeep, but. If you were going to buy a nicely equipped Jeep and then a crate engine and, you <laughs> yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you showed up at SEMA, what would, what would the conversion cost mm-hmm. to do something like that? Right. Even on something a few years old, right? I don't and, – and why not get the factory direct one, get the warranty and whatever? But we've seen some of these like Hellcat swap Jeeps and stuff show up at SEMA and it seems like a $150,000 project. Uh, Lordstown Motor Electric Motors Electric Pickup Truck. Yeah, we uh, we were Goldberg and I were talking about this as well. I mean, with with the Ford Lightning coming out and all the the hype around that, uh, Lordstown has been talking about their F one fifty for a while. Excuse me. There's a couple thoughts on it. Is one, I don't know Lordstown. Do I? Yeah. So you can look up Lordstown Motors uh, and look at the F one fifty. This is the one that came in the news a while back. Uh, they did a video, and it was like going down a hill or something, and then people called them out and said, hey, I used to work there. That's fake. We, the thing doesn't even run yet. We pushed it down a hill, mm-hmm. and it caused a whole stink about stuff, and, and the stock got hurt, and GM kind of took a hit because they're one of the partners and the investors. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, they're saying, hey, we're still moving forward. 
We planned on making 2,200 of these vehicles this year, start rolling them out as soon as next month. But they're saying uh, financial constraints is going to limit that. They won't even be able to make that many. So maybe about 1,000 vehicles this year, and then hopefully things start to improve. What happened to the Tesla truck? Yeah, that's still still moving forward in in the works. But uh, Chris, load up that Lordstown. See if you can zoom in on one of the wheels, any of the wheels, because I wanted to get your thoughts on this. What makes this truck unique is it has four electric motors, each motor in the hub of the wheel. Mm -hmm. So you do get a true all-wheel drive, and you can apply power to any one of those wheels, but... Now I'm starting to think about the unsprung weight and what you're putting in that wheel well. And, uh, you know, what is that going to do to the handling dynamics? Obviously, they think it's going to be fine. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone forward with this. But don't we typically go away from the big – because the wheel almost looks like – I think they're kind of dressing it up. It looks like a giant, like, copper-wound motor. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the face of the wheel. I don't know how much of that is. It's probably just – cover it's just a cover but also being in the wheel is you're constantly the dirt the water whatever like you can try to make it as waterproof as possible but aren't you a little better off with maybe tucking them up a little bit higher all i have to go by is there were certain cars certain race cars and um certain street cars I think uh, I'm trying to think of Aston Martin. I wonder if the Aston Martin V8 Vantage had inboard uh, disc. You know, uh, Jag had some stuff. I think they had inboard disc. There's been some race cars that have been inboard disc. You, and your big Newman car, the twin turbo cars with the transaxles, the inboard, right. you know, yeah. brakes. Yeah, a lot of hot rods yeah. didn't like the. I think the. Rear end so they, they got the – obviously, they want to get that weight, that unsprung weight off the wheel and move it in toward the center of the yeah. car. But it didn't really work out. I mean, <laughs> not to the point – I mean, I think there's some indie cars and, and things like that. But by and large, people went back to putting the brakes out on the corners. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's – and I guess in that – instance or in that application the indoor inboard disc uh versus the uh, outboard one you're probably making this decision do you want more braking you know right at the wheel or do you want less weight right at the wheel and you're doing this trade-off between i guess unsprung weight and, yeah. and braking ability and uh, it seems like they went with the weight right most cars yeah so um that's the only logic I can apply to this. Yeah, and I I think because they're starting with a truck and they're probably mostly going after commercial or fleet applications, uh, it's going to be less of an issue. It's not a high-performance issue. It's not really an off-roading issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I would question if you're out in the dirt, is there more movement and vibration by putting those motors in the wheel than it would be on the chassis, where mm-hmm. it's at that point has a couple of layers of of NVH, you know, mm-hmm. y- you know, uh, 
cutting that down the the noise the vibration the harshness like by time it gets to the electric motor it's a little you know it's like motor mounts like mm-hmm. you know solid mount motor versus you know rubber urethane and then wh- where is it mounted in the vehicle you know all that vibration gets transferred through tire suspension you know all that stuff so anyway it's an interesting design but there's going to be a delay in it, so I think their claim of having the first uh, EV pickup truck may or may not happen. But we've got Rivian coming out soon, of course, Ford Lightning coming out soon, Lordstown is going to be coming out soon. So the F, you know, I want to say F-150, but the electric pickup truck and Hummer EV, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Yeah, when's the Hummer coming out? Uh, I believe it's beginning of next year. Uh, Max Pat, am I right with that uh, Aston Martin V8? having the inboard brakes or maybe i'm thinking about a jensen i I'm don't not, know uh would you be able to tell if i just put up a picture yeah no but oh, yeah okay. well let's just say let's say we're picking it's not the v sorry it's not the v8 vantage it's the old 70s v8 um is it aston martin yeah it's aston martin v8 the the old one which are by the way getting kind of expensive now yeah those cars i've always kind of liked them they look like English muscle cars. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they always had a cool induction and stuff. Had a big plenum on top. I think it's a four-cam V8. Maybe it's a twin-cam V8. Wait, but I don't know about the, the braking on it. I don't, I don't recall. I have some vague recollection of my friend's dad who had one. I was going to say that it just, there's something that's triggering this thought in your yes. head where you've seen it. or I think my or, friend Todd, his dad had one. And I think it was down at the 76 station up on the hoist uh, around the corner or something once. And I have this vague memory of going over there and looking at it and taking notes of it. But <laughs> this would be a 70s car, Max Pata. Or just just maybe try Aston Martin inboard brakes and see what comes up. Right? Because this is... Yeah, that's yeah. the Aston Martin V8. Yeah. It's a servo-assisted disc brakes all around. Um, hmm. I'm still looking. All right. Search for Aston Martin inboard brakes. I do. You just get yeah. a bunch of brake parts that just. Oh, really? Just yeah. Yeah. We might have to. Sh- might be the Jensen Interceptor. Yeah. Ryan's seen that. He's seen some things where they report that the rear is inboard. Oh. So that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <Yes>. dope. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it would be yeah, the rear. Sorry, it would, so, be, it would be the my rear fault. only. I blame myself for thinking <laughs> yeah, these guys I, new I things. It's only the rear. It's it only, only, only the, the rear. rear. Yeah, yeah it'd sorry, be impossible. For, sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody listening. Yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, we made in for rear. Yeah, I'm embarrassed, and I don't even know why. But uh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, I, it's impossible to have inboard fronts. But uh, yeah, so they had inboard, inboard. Oh man, I'd. Could you imagine inboard front? How do you I, do that? Maybe a rear end. I would love it if I was on Jeopardy and they asked that question. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I would get it right. Yeah. So they had inboard on the Jensen. Uh, sorry, on the Aston uh, V8 and cool piece. And have you ever seen those engines? 
I, I don't recall. Uh, I mean, we've show seen me them. The right? We've seen show them. Show me the yeah. engine on that car. Those cars. I got to look at the. Uh, those cars the were like kind of thirty grand all day long for a long time, and at some point they popped up. To yeah, seventy. Well, I or assume they were really cheap back in the day because you said your friend had one, and I was like, "Who are you hanging out with?" No, <laughs> this was one of my winner friends whose dad was the head of the like California bar. So, oh, so he maybe maybe you're talking about he bought it fairly newish. So he probably spent some money on it. Oh yeah, yeah. He had cool cars. He had a Pantera. Okay, yeah. That was yeah. that was cool. The uh, Panteras should uh, yeah. Look at that motor. Yeah, it's a good looking motor. It's big plenum. Yeah, that four is cam. a crazy intake. It's got the plugs going down the center of the head there. That's a good. It's a big head. It's a big <laughs> head and a good-looking motor. What are those things? Uh, what are they going for and bring a trailer these days, Max Pat? I, it's a good-looking. It's a cool piece, and of course they're Aston Martin, so they have kind of cool interiors, you know, yeah. piping and whatnot. But you're right; that is kind of the muscle car version of of you know just sort of the shape. It, it even kind of had you know sort of American muscle car kind of shape to it. It's interesting because you think about. Some of the hot rod builders, like the Steve Stropes of the world, going, "Oh, what if the Mustang took took influence from the Europeans and they created this, and he creates something?" Then you look at that car and go, "That's that's what he's going for. He's going yeah. for the Mustang or Camaro version of that. You know, that's got sort of that '69 and '70 Mustang version of Aston Martin." It's a good lump, as the British say. And if you're thinking about like an engine swap or putting something cool into a z car or something like that yeah that'd, that'd be a cool engine yeah that is a, a cool engine i don't know enough about the engine if it's ever going to work <laughs> but, probably doesn't <laughs> but uh it's got a great look to it and uh give some love to uh pantera for ha- being way ahead of the curve in the cool exhaust department oh yeah i always used to go over to uh todd's dad's place and just look at this big four pipes coming out of the back of that Pantera. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. so much cooler than my I, I still like the Pantera. I think the Regal. Pantera's a cool car. Yeah, I think the Pantera's a cool car, too. It just... Um, it, it looks like one of those cars that was incredibly aerodynamic, but in reality, it probably was just a wedge with so much lift that yeah. it didn't really work. Yeah, they always <laughs> said it didn't really handle and stuff like that, but... Kind of a still a cool piece. It is a cool piece. Yeah. I, I agree. The the problem is people breathe too hard on those cars and screw them up. But a nice clean stock one and wider orange. Yeah, kind of a good you know, look. Uh, a little while back, um, I helped our friend David Houston sell one, and his Pantera GTS was done really nice. Actually, yeah. had all of the right stuff. The, the panels and the storage in the engine compartment, which most people take out so you can mm-hmm. see the engine, all of his was uh, all original stuff. His was really nice. Yeah, that's a good piece. And I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think you're ever going to be sorry you got one of those GTS especially. All right, let me tell you about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other and you work hard, right? Well, I'll tell you what's easy. Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy. To bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy, it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your house. So go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save when uh, when you go to Geico. Visit Geico.com today. 
Max Patty, find those V8s. Uh, no, well, the, all of them are like post 2005 or 2006, so there's nothing. Oh, when you type in Vantage V8. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so you I'm need not seeing anything one. Even, before, like, even before 1990 or even Yeah, before you got to check so. like hammer price. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, they're uh, all the V8 Vantage. Haggerty yeah, has like a a, va- a value for it, and he, they said that if you got one in concourse edition, uh, in con- concourse condition, excuse me, it's two hundred eighty thousand, mm-hmm. and then excellent condition is two twenty two, mm-hmm. and then I saw one that sold at RM. Um, it's the flip tail coupe, the molded flip tail coupe. It sold it. I mean, excuse, yeah, it sold at RM in twenty eighteen, uh, for three hundred. That sounds that, way that, too much for those. I'm sure oh, it, I, it might not. Have, it might have been a did not sale. Actually, no, I'm But that's RM curating the best of of the best. I am curious if uh, if these Vantage V8s, these '70s versions. Um, I don't know. Does 200 sound like where the market is? No, 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 no. That's too much. So. They're maybe it's a different car. It's a variation. Maybe it's a convertible or something like that. I think the convertibles are definitely more. I think that cars squarely in the 60 to 80 range as we speak i'll let you look it up on uh, hammer price hammer time yeah that's interesting though because i'm scrolling through i'm finding a lot of 80s versions um but uh well they probably had like an 81 82 yeah, or something but 79 uh what yeah, there, there might be a couple hundred grand now. So uh, something's something's up. Uh, I always so in I believe in me. There's a hundred eighty thousand dollars for an eighty one. Another one, another eighty one for hundred eighty two thousand. Uh, but here's you're right. Here's seventy two. High bid, no sale was eighty thousand. The estimate was ninety. To a hundred thousand. Well, I think the ones that are coming to auction are usually pretty nice pieces, and maybe the variations, like the flip tail or the convertible or whatever there, it is. There, there's definitely some variations on it through the seventies and eighties, because on the low end, uh, you know, eighty grand. A lot of them in the two hundred to three hundred range, and then some of these are popping up at four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand. Wow. But uh, assuming those are very unique. Yeah, well, it was a car you could have gotten at a pretty good price a few years ago, and they're definitely moving up. It doesn't surprise me that they've crept up, and we've always passed by them and said, oh, it's always a good-looking car, but we haven't really paid attention in the last few years, and they probably were just moving a little bit. You know? Yep. All right. I'm going to be in Golden, Colorado at the Buffalo Rose, June 18th and 19th. We're doing stand-up, and Max Pat is going to be performing at the uh, ooh, pre-cocktail party. So go enjoy that. Uh, Anchorage, Alaska, Coots, July 3rd. And you can go to AdamCurl.com for all the live shows. I'm coming to North Carolina and Royal Oak, Michigan, Kansas City. And you can support the show by uh, checking out the website, carcastshow.com, and uh, Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, at carcastshow. What do you got, Matt? Uh, just uh, please follow me at Motorator. I'm in posting some stuff about the Audi RS Q8 that I drove, and then I'll post the uh, the wagon as well. So, till next time, Adam Pearl for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes.
CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, movie lovers, who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.